everybody. Welcome to our second day at the AFP conference. We have sent Jarrett Ransom to Las Vegas to the AFP Icon Conference. We're so thrilled. Jarrett, woohoo! Thank you, Julia. It is amazing. Day two of the conference. The halls open up at nine, so the room is starting to buzz. It's really energetic, high energy. Uh, before we went live, so many of our friends and family, our family, um, showed up online. We had Jason Champion with Winspire. He's just over here. We have golfstatus.org. So we've had Logan Footy on. The whole fundraising academy team is near um, around, and we're going to pull one of them on air here shortly. We're waiting on Sean from Bloomerang. He's going to join us. We are broadcasting live from their showroom, from their show. So it's really fantastic. We have so much going on here. As I said earlier, Constant Contact, Donor Perfect, interviewed uh, Mike Geiger yesterday. So really good stuff happening, really exciting. Um, Last night was a big reception. I heard it was fantastic. Sadly, I did not attend, um, but I, I took some time to rest and that was also much needed. Well, you know, this has really been a fabulous thing to do. And uh, we're so excited that you are there. Um, You know, this has really been fun. It's been something different. And uh, so for our viewers that are joining us, you know, this is a really different thing for us. And it's a lot of fun. And you never know who's going to come in. So, um, yeah, this is going to be really a great thing. So here is Sean. He's joining us today from Bloomerang. Hello. How are you, Sean? You came on camera just in time because we are in our green room chatter and we're getting ready to get going. So you ready? I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All that. right. All right. Well, hey, everybody, this has really been an exciting, exciting thing for us uh, to be a part of. Just to remind you, we're at the AFP conference, the ICON conference in Las Vegas. So let's get this show started. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Julia Patrick. I'm here with Jarrett Ransom. And in case you wondered why things are looking a little different, Jarrett is not in our studio today. Jarrett is in Las Vegas with the AFP Icon Conference. And better yet, she's standing and and doing a remote broadcast from the Bloomerang booth. Thank you. Joy. That's right. Hashtag spread joy. Well, we love that. We are so thrilled. Um, Sean, we're going to get to you in just a second so that we can um, learn more about what you've seen here in these last couple days. Again, if you don't know who we are, I'm Julia Patrick in our studios in Phoenix, Jarrett Ransom, coming to us live, the nonprofit nerd from the AFP Icon uh, Conference. with us here Let's soon. Do it. <laughs> we got to get our nerd glasses on. We definitely. Hey, before we get going, we want to make sure that we thank all of our sponsors Bloomerang, American Nonprofit Academy, Fundraising Academy, the Nonprofit Nerd, your part time controller, Nonprofit Atlas, the Nonprofit Thought Leader, and Staffing Boutique. These are the folks that allow Jarrett and I to come on. We have done more than 500 episodes, and Bloomerang has been with us since the beginning. So Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for joining us at our booth. Yeah. 
It's fantastic. As I just said, the doors open at nine um, and, and the conference, what day did it start? Because I know there's a pre-conference before the conference. Yeah, I mean, it really started on Sunday. And Sunday. Now it's Wednesday and things happen in Vegas and things are happening. It, it is happening. <laughs> it is going strong. Yesterday, same thing. As you heard, so many of the people were talking about the energy, yeah. filling the rooms, filling the workshops. We just talked to Fundraising Academy. They had over 250 people in their cause selling education model. But Sean, you have been really involved in the nonprofit sector, so you know for so long. You've got great um, insight into what our nonprofits are looking for, yeah. needing. So before we jump into that, mm-hmm. and I've been primed, your staff wants me to ask you the really hard questions. So bring it, bring it. But tell us who you are, your role here with sure. Blue Ring, and, and what got you into this sector. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Sean Grollo, I'm the VP of sales at Blue Ring. Yeah. Um, and I've been in the, uh, the the nonprofit space for about five years. Okay. Um, I have about 13 years of technology sales experience. So I don't know any different other than working for technology companies. But I've been in this space for, I'd say, five years now, um, and I love it. And, yes. and here's the reason why I love it, and specifically why I love this event. It's different than most technology conferences in that when people are walking around, it's not like people are trying to bring you in and sell you anything. It's like people are going around and they're trying to find opportunities to help, yeah. right? Because we're all kind of in this thing together. It's been a tough two years. You know, I'm even friends with our competitors. Like, and we, we root for each other because yeah. at the end of the day, we're all trying to help these fantastic organizations and walking people around. Like, it's not that sales and marketing conference when people are like, come on in, let me show you the bells and whistles and sales, sales features and benefits. No, it's like, hey, tell me about your organization. Like, what's working? What's not working? How, yeah. Can I help with anything? Right. Because again, it's been a really tough two years and, you know, we've been through a lot and it's been redundant, but like, it's good to see humans again. Right. And so we're, we're sitting here, we're breaking bread, we're talking shop and we're just finding ways to move the ball forward. Yeah. So Sean, I love what are you, you know, what are you seeing in terms of like, what are people asking you? What do they need Bloomerang to help them with? Because we feel like there's just been so much change and you yeah. all as a team are on the leading edge of some of this digital interface that we need to be embracing. What are you seeing? Yeah. So the biggest thing that we're seeing is that we're, we're, we're taking a very close look at the, at the giving trends year over year, okay. right? Okay. Because obviously 2020 was a bit of an anomaly. We want to keep a close eye on how that, how those giving trends are impacting decisions that we're making, right? So for example, we had a session this morning and in 2020, the average donor retention rate was 41.3%, right? And so we're thinking about how can we impact that donor retention number? And a lot of our conversations are about that because that's the silver bullet. For example, incremental changes just to donor retention, if you can increase that by 10%, that it's the it's a game changer. It's yeah. a game changer. And it's a lot cheaper from a cost per acquisition perspective to retain a donor than it is to acquire a donor. Always. So yes. we're just trying to put that into perspective for a lot. I love it. Now, are you finding that you're the the folks that are coming by the Bloomerang booth, um, are they dialed into this or are you having to like educate them to this new mindset? We are having to educate them, yeah. right? I mean, that's part of the, the opportunity that we have in front of us, right? I want I don't even call it a challenge, but it's an opportunity. Yeah. Because um, a lot of these folks, they don't have the data, 
right? And if they do have the data, it's not the cleanest data, right? Yeah. And if you can't, if you don't have clean data, then you can't make smart fundraising decisions. And so we're just trying to do our very best to, to take a step back, to analyze the clean data and help guide them to make decisions that's going to help them communicate more effectively with their donors. Wow. Now that's nerdy. Love it. <laughs> I, we do love it. It's super nerdy. Uh, we love it. You know, so five years you've been in the sector mm-hmm. and, and I heard you say, he doesn't know any different when it comes to technology. And you're right. This, this has become what I would say a technology focused fundraising first conference. Yes. And um, Geiger, Geiger, sorry, I hope you're hearing that because that is true. I mean, it really look around and there's so much technology. We talked yesterday, mm-hmm. the advancements in technology, Absolutely. you know, teams are of all different sizes, small teams, large teams, talk to so many people, you know, also managing the workforce challenge, the barrier of employment. So even if we're a large team, you might have become a mid-size to a small size. So how might you implement technology in a way to truly assist your team to, to, to get to where you need to go and want to go without that many people on your team anymore? So it changes. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to trust the technology, yeah. right? I think there's been some resistance in terms of all of these new tools and applications that are coming out all the time. You know, I look at, you know, our partners over at Fundraise Up, for example, they didn't exist three years ago, yes. right? And now they're they're one of the best fundraising tools that they got. And it provides that insights in those in the in the in the in the um, the data to help you, you know, fundraise more effectively and create like a frictionless donor experience. Because we know that, you know, if you look at conversion rates, people opt out if there's too many fields, right? Or if they've got too many data points, right? And so we're just trying to do everything we can to um, to create the tech stack that's gonna put fundraisers in a position to be successful. Because listen, the Great Recession is real. Right, people are leaving, and 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 it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. And so, what can we do to, to empower these fundraisers to get in a position to hit their fundraising goals? Because it's hard. Fundraising is really, really. And, and we're exhausted from these last two, two and a half years. Oh, yeah. So, how can we, you know, really lean in? Uh, thank you, Cheryl Stanford, but lean in <laughs> to the whole technology wave. And I was thinking about this last night. You know, I, I admit it. I didn't go to the reception. Did you? I did not. Oh, no, okay. Not. So I was thinking about this. I had to be here with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we had an early wake up call. Um, but really looking at, I think technology has been there. We've seen the advancements in our sector, but I think what we've seen is the adoption of technology in our mm-hmm. section. Um, because that is something that we haven't really, you know, so many times I- I've seen this, yeah. you know, really honestly, Sean, and the fact of, no, we don't, we don't need this technology or we're not going to take this on because we've always done it this other way. And the rest of the world is flying past us because the nonprofit sector has not adopted what needs to be adopted. Maybe mm-hmm. that's that's from fear. Yeah, there is fear. And, and, yeah. and part of what we're trying to overcome is the fear of change. You know, people yeah. have been doing things a certain way for so long. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's their comfort zone, right? So like when we're selling to people, we're talking with people. It's, it's really not trying to sell them on a new tool. It's really trying to overcome that fear of change because, yeah. again, change creates anxiety. 
And especially during time where things are uncertain, right? I hate to use that word now because everyone uses times of uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, but things are uncertain and they and they want to they want to fall back on what their safety net is and what they're used to. But if we can challenge these ways of thinking and challenge them by showing them data points that's going to help them communicate better with their fund, with their donors and get that retention up and make those incremental changes like I talked about on that 10%, they're going to see the results, right? But we got to show them and we got to guide them. And uh, you can't do that without data, but data doesn't lie. And that's why we're trying to just provide that as much as we can. Wow. I'm super excited. I, I'm like so into the direction that Bloomerang is taking us. You're such a leader in our market in our sector and we are very very appreciative of hearing um, what you do and how you do it you know I, I think the innovation part is an exciting thing for us because we have witnessed with just the nonprofit show and having more than 500 episodes and being able to see and hear all these different voices you know Sean it seems to us to Jarrett and I and we've amplified this a lot on the show throughout the time, we feel like those that have leaned into the technology have moved ahead at such a quicker pace than those that have it. And I'm wondering if you could reflect on that. Have you been seeing that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's all about challenging the status quo, right? Like there's, if we're not innovating, we're not moving forward. Right. And, and even at Bloomerang, right. We're, we're looking at ways to add more value and make it easier for non uh, for fundraisers to manage their donors. And like we're quite kindful a year and a half ago. Right. And now we've brought their tool sets in and their, and their knowledge, right. To bring kind of the best of both worlds together so we can make it easier for fundraisers. Right. So like we're constantly looking to, to innovate challenge the status quo because we know there's no silver bullet in all of this. And that's what's right. exciting, right? There's, we can always be finding a better way to do something, right? So I think it's good to challenge ourselves and, and split test sometimes, have some fun with it, right? Like, like we don't want to neglect what we know works, right? But we also want to always be split testing something that was going to, again, move the needle in a positive direction and find that better way. And that's what we're all trying to strive here to do. It's just to, it's to, it's to look for that next thing that's going to help, you know, make an impact to these organizations. Wow. Okay. Find that crystal ball. We talk about it. I think we need to brand this crystal ball. We do. Let's brand it. So let's shine the crystal ball. Sean, what are you seeing is that next wave of technology, innovation, Mm -hmm. disruption? What do you think it is? Is it with Bloomerang? Is it integrations within Bloomerang? And really just open open answer question here. What do you think it is? What's coming next? Here's what I think is coming next. And some of it's even here at the, at the conference, right? You see AI, right? Yes. And people are like, Which AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> like, what data, where are they getting it from? I'm confused. Like, I don't trust it. There's all that feeling right now. Like, and that's, and that's warranted, right? But we're getting to a point where, you know, the demographic of decision makers are changing. Like, we have new leaders and a new mm-hmm. generation coming mm-hmm. that is being executive directors. And what they're want to, wanting to do is they're going to want to use the tools that they want to use, right? The best of breed tools that they feel like is going to, again, put that uh, put the organization in a position to be successful. And we got to build bridges to get that data under one roof so they can make some sense of it. And then you're going to have that, le- that, le- that layer of AI that's going to be able to take all of that data, right, and, and, and look at it and say, okay, based on all of these different data points from all of these different data sources, how do I communicate with these people, right? right? And what if the ask 
like should have? And what's their propensity to give? What's their capacity to give? Where are they located? When? Do, what time of day do they give? Putting them in a position to say, okay, this person's located here, and they've given at 10 a.m. historically at, you know, on, on Saturday mornings, whatever it is. Like, things like that that people don't have a clue about, that's coming, right? That's coming. Yes. And so that's really exciting because that's, again, going to help, you know, uh, uh, move that needle in terms of retention and act donor acquisition and all of those things. So I'm excited to see where, where it goes with this, but we're just, we haven't even scratched the surface. No, we, we haven't. So AI, I would agree, is really the next thing. Artificial intelligence. Just talking to a gentleman earlier, his name is Kirk, and he's going to be on the nonprofit show because I've made so many great connections talking about what's next, what's to come. Uh, you know, and he was talking about this. Why would you not invest in more people, more staff, which would really bring a return on investment. He mm -hmm. said $17 million based off of this AI and that 10% adjustment. Mm -hmm. So I love that, that that's what your crystal ball is, is yep. seeing. Yep. Yep. And I love right around the corner. We're still in that, that phase one mm -hmm. of just awareness and driving, trying to drive trust around some of these new ideas. Cause again, you're changed, right? Like, yeah. okay. That's, that's, that's new to me. Like, how do I, how do I adopt something that's new and, and, and different? So yeah. it's our responsibility to, to, to provide case studies and provide stories that show the impact that it's having. Yeah. Fear, well, you fear of the unknown, yeah. you know, really just, we don't yeah. know what this is. And we're so used to sending a direct mail piece, which I think are still great. I yeah. still love direct mail. That's one piece of the fundraising oh, yeah. you know, cycle. But so, it's a multi-channel approach. It has to be, it's it has to be multi-channel. You, you, you're doing direct, you're doing email, you're doing social, you do all of those things together, right? Yeah. And you're going to increase your propensity to convert these donors. Right. And, yeah. and it's all about meeting them where they're at. Because some people right. use LinkedIn and others don't, and some people use Instagram yeah. and others don't. So it's really just better understanding of what channels they use. Yeah. Well, you know, we are thrilled that Bloomerang has been on our channel. Um, you have been an amazing partner. Um, we know that your product works. We have sent you customers. I know Jared is actively working with folks that use your 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 products, and um, it's been really great. And you know, it, you, it as anyone knows who's ever done any conference work, the real estate inch by inch of a booth is of high value. And Bloomerang yes. has opened up their booth to us to allow us to, to broadcast remotely the first time we've ever done it for two days. So we're so grateful. It's been a fabulous partnership. We're looking um, forward to all the new things that Bloomerang is doing and offering to our sector because we need it, my friend. Yes, we yes. yes, we need it. Sean, it's been fantastic. Thank you for Thank, being here. Oh, absolutely. We appreciate what you do. We love it. Um, it's If you are interested in technology, how it can help your organization, director of sales, is that right? That's here, Sean, yep. uh, can reach out to Bloomerang. His team is fantastic. Um, and it's really just been, it's been great. You know, this whole spread joy and really this communal effort of how can we help in like it just oozes out of bloomerang it is yeah. it's got to be probably one of your top core values working with people really identifying tell us what your challenges your barriers are how we might help you you know i was talking to one of your salespeople a couple of years ago and they said oh i would also check out x y and z company and i yeah. said oh are they a product of yours no they're a competitor and i was yeah. like what absolutely who yeah. does that yeah. you know and, wouldn't you know we chose blueberry yeah 
Yeah. Well, I tell I tell all my reps, help don't sell, right? Help don't yeah. sell. I help don't sell. Hey, thank you so much. Sean. Thank you very much. We really Thanks for all you it. do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank we'll see you, you soon. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, you just heard from Sean, uh, really looking about you know how technology is changing. We're going to bring in now a representative from Fundraising Academy, um, and we have Mui here. So welcome and good morning. Oh, we gotta step back. We're yeah, tall. Tall. <laughs> I'm not tall, but yeah. So Julia Patrick, uh, Fundraising Academy, Mui here. Um, tell us a little bit about your role with Fundraising Academy. Yeah, it's really exciting. I just started uh, in April. Wow. I'm a, yeah, I'm a trainer. So uh, I did a webinar in April. Okay. We had two sessions here at AFP Icon. Um, so it is really about teaching best practices. Fundraising Academy helps professionals who are in their uh, career in that one to five year sweet spot. Uh, wow. But really anybody can benefit from the content that we have. Love it. Yeah. Love it so much. Um, as you heard, you know, we've had Jack Alato on for the show several times. He's the best. The best. Tony Bell, also the best. Really great. On a burger, many amazing fundraising academy talent. What have you seen here uh, with the conference, with the attendees? What's kind of rising to the surface? So there's a lot of excitement, of course, being in person after yes. two years. If you can't tell, that's definitely the trend, you know, yes. like being in person. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, we're we're we're, <laughs> we're real. <connected>. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I. I Heard of people who were Chamberlain scholars from 2019 that didn't use it for virtual, that the last two years they wanted to come in person and enjoy it. So definitely that's the energy here. Um, you know, we had a session on uh, handling objections uh, and also on cultivation and stewardship. It seemed like there were over 200 people in the room. Wow. Um, so it was just really electric to feel the energy, have the discussions with people, what's working for their organizations around those topics, and really just having a deep conversation um, yeah. around the work that we do and connecting the donors with the missions and how to best uh, deepen that relationship. Fantastic. Yeah, there, there's so much going on. And as you can tell, Julia, and all of our viewers and listeners, you know, this will be live um, now, of course, but also recorded in all of our archives. Mike Geiger, AFP president, was on yesterday. And as he stated, all of the workshops, including the ones from Fundraising Academy, they're available if you registered for the conference. It doesn't mean you have to be here, but so many of those, um, you know, workshops are available in perpetuity. So make sure you check those out. One of the things we like to ask, and we just asked Sean here at Blueberry, is if you had a crystal ball, so we're going to shine that up, right? Yeah, here, here it is right here. Um, what does the crystal ball say for the future of fundraising? What are you predicting? I think that there are going to be fundamentals that will just hold true and stay the same, um, you know, such as those face-to-face -face interactions and engagements with donors, those are always going to be gold. Um, you know, through the virtual space of having to engage the donors in a more safe way through the pandemic, you know, I think that will still be key um, and just as effective in, in making the ask and stuff. But I think those time classes of face-to-face -face meetings um, are going to remain true. 
some of the things that may be changing, um, I would say around the technology, you know, there's so many vendors here talking about AI and how that plays into uh, your predictions and prospecting and all of the work that we do. So I'm so excited to see what that holds. Yeah, I'm stoked for that too. Sean was a big proponent of that. I had mentioned a gentleman by the name of Kirk. He's going to be on the nonprofit show. Um, and we're going to get you on for oh, a yes. full episode. Oh, I would love to. We have to do that. Yes. If we were, and we will, what is going to be your topic? What is your zone of genius that you're going to nerd out? Because you brought your own nerd glasses <laughs> that you're going to nerd out about here for our listeners. You know, I love a variety of topics when it comes to leadership um, and nonprofit management. One of my favorite principles is the purpose of life in Japanese called Ikigai. Um, So I'd love to talk about like being your own hero, what that journey looked like, picking a pursuit and career with passion um, and doubling down. You know, there's so many people, especially in our industry that, you know, may not feel like they are the most compensated or respected in their job or, but the perfect job is out there. Like every organization will have some level of chaos, whether they're small or big or whatever challenges and constraints yeah. they have. But I really think that you can find a great job and be happy and love what you do and have great coworkers and find that rock star team that is also purposeful with the mission alignment of what you're passionate about. So that's something that I would love to get on a soapbox for. Books, let's get you in. I love that. I love that. I was talking to, I I talk about him often, my 11 year old son. And for some reason we were having a soulmate conversation. And I said, do you believe in in soulmates? And he goes, mom, no, there are billions of people in the world. And as you were saying this, like purposeful passion role, it's almost like that soul job, that soulmate, that soul job, that soul connection, living from a place of authenticity, this place of, you know, for me, it's be of service. I've shared before my license plate reads be of service. And, you know, you think about where can I make a difference? And that's why we're in this sector. I believe the great resonation has hit us hard. It's hit the entire nation. Yeah, I did it. It was pretty awesome. Oh my God. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Uh, So in January of this year, I left my former employer. I was a chief development officer, uh, fantastic telehealth mission, great organization. Uh, Mission was fantastic, but I was in 20 hours of meetings each week internal. Um, I had uh, two part-time staff myself um, raising $2 million revenue was not an issue. It was yeah. like the org culture. It was, um, other things that just kind of did not make it a great place to be. I felt, um, and I took the dip and I've been just part-time now I traveled, I'm remote, I'm yes. taking full advantage of it. Yes. Uh, so hopefully see me as a digital nomad, just kind of that's, that's perfect. We've seen so much of that. In fact, is talking to um, AFP. There's a couple of jobs at AFP Global that are available. Um, yeah. So many jobs open here at Bloomerang, Fundraising Academy, perhaps. Awesome. Um, so, so many companies are truly looking for that talent and that soul connection. So, I would love to have you all to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
do it. Well, enjoy your journey. Enjoy your experience. We're definitely going to have you on a full episode to talk about that. So many, well, we could, we could benefit. So many of our viewers will also benefit. Awesome. Thank you. Pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Ruhi. Yeah. So as you can tell, there's just so much going on here. Really, you know, a lot within our sector. I'm going to pull in the rest of the Fundraising Academy team. We've got um, all, all of you. We've got Pearl. We've got Tony. We've got Jack here to say hello. Hi. Hey, congratulations. Um, I heard yesterday that, um, and Jack, you're going to have to get in there. I heard yesterday that you had standing room only for some of your um, lectures. Yeah, it was really exciting. Pearl, what are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot of folks, you know, like engage, re-engaging with you for the first time? Or are you introducing yourself to new people? That's a great question. What, what do you guys think? It was, it was a little bit of both, I think. So yeah. I would say it was more reintroduction than I, than yeah. I expected. Okay. Yeah. Folks who know about us or have heard about us here at ICON this year and then come to our sessions. But most of the folks I talk to, this is their first introduction to yes. at least our workshops. I see a lot of people with that first timer tag yeah. at the mm-hmm. bottom. So that's good for, you know, people are over the pandemic. They want to get out. This is a great way to get together and see old friends. And the uh, after party last night, Julia, I would have been dancing with you all night long. <laughs> Not Jared. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. Now I'm really bummed I had to stay back in our studios in Phoenix. Why have I been denied? Why have we been denied? <laughs> Julia Patrick, huh? Well, you know, you can join us every day on the nonprofit show. So that's that's how it works. I do join yeah, you every day. Right. And I tell everybody to join you every day too. Well, you know, we are thrilled that you um take your knowledge and that you spread it. Um, we talk about this all the time, Jarrett and I, but if I know my community would have been better if I knew your skills 30 years ago, not just me, but my community, I would have been able to do more fundraising, build more bridges and, and do so in a sustainable way. And so we are always thrilled when we have any of your talent on the nonprofit show. Um, And I think it's because we are learning as you are speaking, you know, Um, it's been really fun and I'm thrilled that you're there sharing your amazing knowledge to so, so many people. Um, I really hope you have a great rest of your show. Uh, Thanks for letting us have this shared experience with you. Yes, good to see you, Julia. Live from AFB Icon. Be well, everyone. Yes, thank you. Fundraising Academy, Bloomerang, so many amazing um, individuals, talents. You're welcome to keep the nerd glasses. Yeah. So really looking at, you know, what's to come. We already heard next year AFP Icon is going to be in New Orleans. So make sure that you circle that on your calendar and uh, really get that going. As as we sign off, just want to say thank you again to Bloomerang, who's been fantastic to work with. Uh, Really, truly, as you said, Julia, you know, this is prime space here. They've really been generous, spreading joy. Hashtag spread joy. Fantastic. So thanks for allowing me to be live here 
um, in the showroom. There's so much going on. I'm going to head over to fundraise to do another podcast with them at 1030. So a lot happening. Thank you. Well, hey, thank you, Jared. It has been remarkable. It's really exciting to see how supportive our sector is and all the great things. And we are supported every day by an amazing cadre of supporters and sponsors. And again, Bloomerang, we have been broadcasting from their booth, which is absolutely amazing. We want to make sure that we thank our friends, your your part-time controller, of course, the nonprofit nerd herself, Bloomerang, Fundraising Academy, Staffing Boutique, the Nonprofit Atlas, and Nonprofit Thought Leader. And as we end this episode, we end every episode with this. Stay well so you can do well. We'll see you back here tomorrow.